0: Welcome to Crystal Clear, the podcast, where clarity is the goal. Clarity in life, clarity in choices, and just being totally clear with who I am and where I desire to be. Crystal Clear is my affirmation. Welcome back. This is episode nine, and as I promised, I am going to be talking about relationships and the welcoming of a baby to the mix. There were two, and now there's three. Yeah, but before I get into that, I kind of want to touch base on my last eight episodes. So that was me being extremely nervous and putting myself out there and, you know, just, you know, coming up with things whenever and however um, they affected me and kind of just speaking on them, mostly me being nervous and going through the process of being nervous and putting yourself out there and utilizing this as a tool. I am still utilizing this as a tool. This is still me getting comfortable with my voice, with my opinion, speaking clearly, communicating effectively. All of that still a tool will remain a tool. And I just feel like as this is episode nine, I can, you know, you know realize that um, I'm basically more comfortable And I don't have to approach it as me being nervous and scared, nervous and scared anymore. I can just say, Hey, you know what? You're doing this and do it. And that's that. So I just wanted to say that just me, you know, recognizing that um, I am more comfortable um, doing this now. And I am, you know, stepping my game up a little bit the next few episodes. Um In my... Just to review it, like, I guess I would like to explain myself more, like, break things down more. Like, while I understand what I'm talking about or, you know, how something affects me, it's like, when I listen back, I wish that I had, you know, went deeper into my explanation of what, you know, was... what What my concern was or, you know, whatever. Just, I just want you kind of be more involved in the thought try to be more present in the thought and make it clear and answer any possible questions it's really hard like when you're recording yourself and just you know talking about you know whatever you're trying to express it's kind of hard to in that moment recognize that that that's something that you need to expound on and make more clear so I guess maybe you know your audience understands and they're just not like okay listening to her (laughs) and yeah so that's something that i'm working on um my next episode i'm pretty excited about i you know have prepped a guest i basically sent them the topic and what i want to talk about and i'm really excited to you know have somebody to exchange with um while recording because lord knows it's nerve-wracking alone with just being me and you know the little notes I do write and try to you know put them in some type of order but to just engage with someone else just to see how that plays out is extremely exciting to me and I can't wait but back to what this show is about so um I kind of in my own experience realized that you know when you hear about babies or whatever you are you hear the great stuff of course you do hear the oh they're you know a full-time job they can be hard and difficult to deal with you know the the long nights the no sleep the you know the hit on your finances all that stuff but you just you I feel like you can't really understand what it'll be like until you experience it so even when I see like new mothers or pregnant women and they know I have a child and they're just like oh um how is it like you have many tips and I'm like no I can't tell you anything because your experience is going to be your experience and what I experience you might not so honestly this is something that you're going to have to just be prepared for whatever with like you can read all the books they have out there your experience is going to be specific to your particular situation. And honestly, while you might have a good idea what to expect, you might be setting yourself up for failure because your experience may be nothing like you've read about or heard about. <clears throat> so let's just get my business out there. <laughs> okay, so me, me and my husband, basically, when we moved from Houston to Dallas almost immediately <laughs> he was like okay we want a family and I don't know if it was just him being back with like uh classmates and seeing that everybody had already started their families already had children some on child number two some even more and I, I don't know if that made him feel the pressure more but we definitely were just enjoying our single lives and when we uh spoke about children um back in Houston it was like ah <clears throat> no big deal Um, whenever, however, you know, we can, or we don't have to, it doesn't really matter. But as soon as we got out here, he was like, yeah, baby time. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Um, and he's very funny just, he likes to plan. So, uh, in his mind, January, I'm going to say it was January, 2012. He was like, um, so, um, you need to have a baby by November I have some money on the flex spending. So I guess we need to start, you know, trying. (laughs) And that's exactly how it happened. That He really planned for me to give birth to a child in November of 2012. And we were discussing it in January of 2012. He said that's nine months (laughs) from now. And yeah, this is what we're going to do. And so me just, you know, kind of just thinking it was extremely cute for him to just think he, you know, can just press a button and basically impregnate his wife and make her have a baby in November and just say, you know what, we could try. I'm down. You know what, I don't even care. We'll we'll try. So needless to say, it did not work out that way. Um, I don't think I ovulated in 2012, to put it out. I don't think I did. So I do recall... Basically being late for maybe like two two to three weeks late and nothing happening, not ending up pregnant. And that kind of just, you know, just deflating me because I was like, you know what, why can't we just go with this plan? And when it ended up being like a false alarm, I kind of just wanted to redirect my attention. I was feeling very stressed out and anxious about getting pregnant. And I told my husband like, look, I don't want to try this hard for anything. So let's just you know, chill on trying and like just redirect our our attention to other things. And so, I redirected my attention to like weight loss and um, you know eating healthier, just prepping my body for pregnancy. Uh, so I was eating extremely healthy. Uh, I was working out a lot. Um, Stop drinking coffee. And all that stuff I don't know if there's any research where coffee is a factor if there's someone out there trying to have a baby but I did stop drinking coffee and um, I, I think when I was fully like off of it maybe like like three months without coffee I can say that I noticed a difference and I probably um got pregnant shortly thereafter I don't know I just know I stopped drinking coffee I just for some reason mentally I tied I made a connection with coffee and not getting pregnant and when I stopped drinking coffee I ended up pregnant but no don't don't do it don't don't quote me and you know don't don't really listen like I have to keep telling people don't listen to me this is just my ideas and how it worked out for me there's every time I read about it like when I Google coffee and pregnancy there was always there like there's no direct connection to this being a factor and in fact after being pregnant they um they told me that I can have like one cup of caffeine like I didn't have to cut out all caffeine so you know that's up to you and what you believe and what you think and what's best for you and your body and your baby So, yeah, 2012, nothing happened. Um, I ended up getting pregnant in 2013. And that's when my husband, after that full year of nothing, he was just like, Okay, well, I don't know what you're going to do. So, uh, I didn't put as much money on the flex spender, but whatever. And I ended up getting (laughs) pregnant. And that was just extremely funny because that's just how God works. Not what you want. But, um, (laughs) uh, yeah, so that was that. You know, my pregnancy was fairly easy i didn't have any issues i didn't have high blood pressure i didn't have um you know the diabetes that you get during pregnancy none of that basically like an easy 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 pregnancy all belly and i do attribute that to uh you know me prepping my body and being in good shape and the pregnancy not being too hard on me emotionally though (laughs) emotionally I'm gonna say like while most days were good I had some tough days Um, I think I had you know the taste aversion I experienced that with a human if that if that's even possible I hated my boss at the time like oh my goodness I hated him to the fact where another young lady that was pregnant at the same time with me um, at my job she was like oh your girl your baby gonna look like him and I was like Lord no but I hated him I didn't want to talk to him I didn't want to talk to the baby with him I didn't want advice from him I just wanted him to leave me alone I was best when he wasn't even there and I don't understand why but I hated him oh my god he was oh I, I could not I even asked my husband like look can i just put my two weeks in and you know once i have the baby i'll go back because very important thing to do once you figure out you're pregnant is discuss time away from work everybody is not going to be satisfied with the 12 weeks of i think it's fmla my it escapes me right now i hope i didn't just make up something but um yeah everybody is not satisfied with 12 weeks you can get you know legally from your job away from your job to take care of your baby and you know some people you know decide never to go back to work and some people decide you know just take 6 weeks or whatever they feel like their body requires and um it's totally up to the individual but um as soon as I realized I was pregnant um I had the urge you know to stop working and to take care of my child now my husband was like okay well in your reality we can't afford to do that so i was kind of like well i don't i don't i don't want my baby um to be cared for by anyone else but me so what what are my options here and um you know, because I don't want to just be like, this is what I'm doing, and that's what I'm going to do, and you have no more say. Like, I care about my family. I care about the happiness of my family. I care about my happiness. I care about my husband's happiness. And now, when this child is to get here, I care about my child's happiness. So, I want to do my best to balance all of that. And um, I wasn't going to stop working if I was going to become a burden on my husband. I know there's a lot of opinions on that out there about what the man's responsibility is but you know in today's world 2017 2016 2014 13 14 then or whatever I understood that it was not just about me and the baby I understood that you know this is me and my husband's child and we're going to do this together so I'm not going to be unfair and not include him and what he wishes in this process so, we, I asked for a year then, and we were able to compromise on six months. So, I was able to stay at home with my child for six months, which was perfect, but I still stressed out once we got the baby to daycare. Like, they could do nothing right. I questioned everything. They didn't communicate good enough. I don't think any daycare or nanny is going to be up to the mother's standards because it's just not you. So husband's family expect expect the mother to complain especially if this is her first child expect complaints expect anxiety expect stress this is their first they've never allowed this to happen before okay so the child um actually entering this world my husband was out outstanding outstanding like i could probably count on my hand the first two weeks of this child being in this world how many times i actually had to change the diaper he did everything like i pumped um the baby did not latch so i wanted to you know breastfeed so i pumped so i was waking up every two to three hours pumping you know just so this baby could have something to eat uh so i pumped and that is hard work breastfeeding is a chore on its own but to pump so your baby can feed out of a bottle so anybody can feed them is hard work you your mind is to kind of get like backup supply but i never pumped enough to have like a lot of back supply i probably had like two days worth but you know if your baby's extremely hungry on a particular day that two days worth can turn into you know a day quickly so that was tough um So, early, early on, like, you don't realize, you just don't realize, like, you know, how much sleep you're losing. You don't, you don't realize how this baby has taken over your whole, your whole entire mind. Like, everything you think is this child. Like, I remember the first six weeks being tough on me because I was watching the baby breathe while the baby was sleeping. Like, I was just like, okay, chest going up. Okay. (laughs) You know, I was watching this baby. I was watching this baby like I I, this is what I did I didn't sleep because I was watching the baby any move any any move any whimper any cry anything I was like staying a baby down so that was why I didn't get any sleep um that's why the first six weeks were hard for me and so the truth um you kind of you're gonna have issues with your spouse mainly because as the mom who just carried this baby for like nine months, you're looking at this uh, child and nobody can do anything right. The daddy can't even do anything right. And so everything they do, even if they're doing it with their whole entire heart and they're being as careful as they possibly can, you're just picking it apart and it ain't right. And the man actually is pretty, you know, excited and, you know, eager to show you that you're not in this alone. And I can help you and I intend on being a good help, yet you're still hormonal and you're like, you're not doing it right. You didn't do that right. You didn't change them right. You didn't sit them down right. You didn't hold them right. You're not. (laughs) Nothing is right. So it's just, it's extremely hard for the mother to realize that she is being this evil person as far as, you know, how she's watching people take care for her child. And, you know, the husband, the father is really just trying to, you know, do his best. And so all his um well-meaning you know everything that he everything that he's doing is from a good place and he's just trying to let you know that he's fully supporting you all the while you know you just want to be the one that's taking care of your baby but you honestly can't do everything because you're just one person and you're extremely tired and cranky and it's just really tough and so The first six six weeks are excused. Like, nobody's holding anything against the woman, I feel like. I don't know every situation. I'm pretty sure there are some hard stories out there. Uh, But in my case, I can tell that my husband was doing his thing and was, you know, showing me and my mom, because she was there for a week or two, that he was, you know, going to be a big help. So he was, but did he get credit? No. (laughs) He didn't. I was awful um I was also hormonal uh so uh that kind of you know puts you know stress in the relationship and then like as the child gets older and everybody kind of relaxes um it's it's weird so oh I have to say my husband my husband was able to take off for three weeks so um, we had a lot of time to kind of just get a feel for a feel for what we would do. So of course, when he started back going to work, um, I, it was all me. I was doing the wake. I was gonna wake up, you know, every time and all that stuff. But um, he still kind of got up. Like sometimes I just didn't hear the baby. Like the few times I would actually fall into a deep sleep, I didn't hear the baby. So he would actually get up. So I was very lucky in that in that um, department as far as you know, just having somebody there to you know do the teamwork but we became more of a team like a business opposed to like a relationship so we did not have like meaningful conversations we did not get to thank each other we we you know we didn't you know get to you know see each other in the romantic light like we did not get to like I do remember you know like getting some time away like going to different events or whatever but it was about that event and just like the excitement of being away from the child but it was just like too much excitement to kind of realize like we don't get this enough and that we should really cherish this we just kind of have fun of course but not to relish in it like we didn't we didn't just like you know enjoy enjoy it or whatnot and um another thing a lot of people you know because they have like you know, big family, they imagine, oh, I have all these people that can keep my child for me when I have something to do. Well, you will have all those people to keep your child for you when you have something to do. However, you might not be comfortable. Because, as you can see, the man who lives with you or the person who lives with you who's taking care of this child you have an issue with, now you can take that and, you know, multiply that by 20. Like, they don't know what to do. They're not going to know how to handle. So, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of hard, like, accepting the help. Especially, even when it's offered. Like, there's plenty of people saying, oh, we'll keep it. And I'm just like, yeah. one day, oh, yeah one day I don't know why I don't know why I was like extremely protective over my child but I mean I think it's natural but like even when I know I needed a break I was kind of still like just tight gripped Just no this is my baby and I'm going to take care of her and she's fine so that's really really weird Um sex okay so early on because they kind of made like a big emphasis to let us know that it was extremely easy to get pregnant following pregnancy like even if you had a hard time getting fr- pregnant in the first place it is extremely easy to get pregnant following a pregnancy so i was terrified i did not want him to touch me no absolutely positively not do not touch me i fear pregnancy i fear feared back-to-back children terrifying horror story for me like this this could not happen like anything that I thought was normal anything any like any any good thing I had going for me after the baby would be completely lost if I was to have a baby back to back in my opinion like I was just like that was the worst thing that could possibly happen so don't touch me and you know before you knew it months months had went by so no there was no sex (laughs) and you know um he probably just probably just came home and watched me you know deal with the baby and of course in my mind it's like you know we have a baby you really wanted the baby you know even more than me sometimes so, you know, I think you're you're enjoying the fact that I'm caring for your child, you know, because, you know, this is what you wanted. And here I am, the mother of your child, who didn't mind having a baby, but this is mainly for you. That's kind of the attitude I took. Now, that might not be right. And somebody might, you know, hear this and be like, well, what's wrong with you? This is me being honest. Like, I felt this, though, because he kind of just stayed on that idea baby 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 we need a baby so like once I finally was pregnant and he was happy and we had the child that you know he should be you know ecstatic that all the attention and concern was going towards this child never once did I think he was going to feel left out not true not true um absolutely positively not true and, um, I don't know how it works to where, you know, men just decide that, yeah, she's doing all this for the baby or whatever, but she's completely got forgotten about me. Like, every time, like, when the baby's actually sleeping, you kind of go talk or whatever and see where the head's at, it's like, the irritation is there. It's like, you're like, this is our time to kind of, like, bond if there's going to be any time, but it's like... You just, you can't get the timing right. Like you guys are like in different places, even when you're in your home, like, you know, you were dealing with the baby, even if the baby, you know, required your attention. And now that you, you know, have the baby down and you have some time to devote to your spouse, they're irritated that it took that much time, you know, to deal with the baby. So it's, you kind of get confused, a lot of mixed signals and you're just trying to like cope. So think about that. And then add the equation of going to work. Now, for me, I was fine. You know, just to, you know, make my family run smoother. Have all the money we need to take care of the baby. Daycare, all that stuff. Um, I I gladly went back to work. So, we didn't have to worry about anything. But, um... Was I tired? And I think... (laughs) that going back to work like that first like the first six months of that I was fine I was like you know working off adrenaline or whatever but I remember I distinctly recall the job requiring us to work this one weekend and uh, I kind of cried in my heart like no lord please don't make it mandatory because I am tired I think it was right after the holidays it could have been like around this time and it's right after the holidays I was already tired and I was like no lord please don't make it mandatory and they made it mandatory and I just knew like if I did not have a Saturday to kind of sleep in a little later to where my husband can actually get up and you know care for the child while I sleep in a little bit then that was going to be it and when I tell y'all like that one Saturday where I had to wake up early and go to work and not get that little that hour or two that I would get on the average Saturday ruined my life it ruined my life. After that, like, I didn't want to work. I was like, I was miserable. I was dead tired. I was communicating that to my husband. In his mind, all he could think about was the time I had off with the child, the six months, and not to mention the extra time because I hated my boss. So we clashed. (laughs) And so I got a little more time. (laughs) I mumbled that. So me and my boss clashed while I was pregnant. And, um, he kind of knew I was emotional and we had discussed it before but um he did not care he you know decided to utilize this opportunity to argue with me about everything and eventually came to a head and I lost my job um uh, while pregnant I think I was like five almost six months pregnant so I got almost a year off of uh, maybe four to five months before pregnancy and six months after pregnancy and um all my husband could think about was that time you had all that time off <laughs> so we just weren't understanding each other and that turned into resentment because he was not hearing my cry of how tired I was and I could not understand or hear any complaint he had because I was doing the best I could not quitting you know continuing to work and um you know taking care of my child and myself as best I could. So needless to say, our relationship got to a very ugly, 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 ugly place. And, um, <laughs> I kind of did, I didn't, I didn't care. Like, I mean, I felt like when I went to him to tell him how I felt and he didn't, and he didn't understand or hear or care or whatever I just felt like well you know what I, I I don't care don't don't come with your don't come with your concerns or whatever so it's all about this baby and we, we just here until this child is you know old enough to kind of you know provide um, relief because it doesn't require as much but as far as anything else I don't care about your concerns I don't care about what you need I don't care about what you lack I don't care and that's that's where I was that's where I was and um, we just didn't talk about much outside of the baby and you know bills we didn't um we might have watched a few shows here and there i mean we watched tv together and you know laughed at different things but as far as like our like what made us you know the strongest what made us happiest we didn't have it and um i remember her you know turning one and then i remember her turning two and we took her pacifier um, when she turned two and, uh, that's when everything kind of just went berserk because uh, a little bit about my baby, uh, she is relentless when she is mad about something, when she's upset about something, you know, she's trying to get your attention to help you understand that she needs something. Uh, she's not, she's not relenting. If she needs to cry for five hours, then she's crying for five hours. If she needs to cry for eight hours, then she's crying for eight hours. She is not going to let you in. So you kind of wanted to give up. And for people who were like, okay, so we need to get her off our pacifier. So it, it takes what it takes. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. If you can imagine, you know, loving your child and knowing there's love in your relationship, but you can't see it. That's where we were. And it was miserable. Extremely miserable. But in my heart of hearts, I knew that um we would see it through like things would get easier and we would find time or some some way to kind of communicate with each other where we were and um <laughs> yeah it uh it eventually it eventually um got to the point to where we had to do something so this is what i'll say I will say that uh, the best thing to do when you are planning a family is to, like, get some pre-baby counseling. Because I really think people need counseling every time. Like, anytime something changes whether there's a, a move, I feel like I needed counseling when we moved to Dallas because everything while you know, it's three hours three to four hours up the road from Houston. I feel like everything that I knew and loved was totally different. I didn't even feel like I could talk to the people out here. Like I just everything felt so different. And I needed we probably needed counseling then. Um when I stopped working we probably needed counseling. When I got pregnant we needed counseling. Um you know, we just need counseling for every single... I feel like counseling is good just to, you know, adjust to the changes. Because everybody thinks their own thoughts. But when you're married, um, your spouse kind of feels like you you see, see it their way. And I think that's where most of the arguments come from. Because my husband would say, this is this. And I would say, okay, but this is that. And he couldn't understand why I couldn't just say, this is this. You know, because you know, like, even if I told him, like, I understand what you're saying, but this is what I'm saying. And he'd be like, well, if you understand what I'm saying, then why do you have a rebuttal? And I'm just like, because I understand doesn't mean I agree. But neither here nor there, because we know you can go in circles around stuff like that. So like, the only way for us to kind of get, um, you know, just get our you know life together and you know kind of see eye to eye was like counseling that was the only way it was the only way and it was so tough because you are you know the thinker of your thoughts you don't you you cannot be in anybody's head and a lot of the things that they think are just irrational and irritating and how could you think that and why would you think that and you know a lot of stuff you just you you just you just misunderstand because you don't see it that way and you know you just want to be heard you just you you want to be able like for me I wanted to express to my husband like yo I'm tired um I understand it's gonna be tight but it's been tight before like this this is extremely hard like can you please help you know but he was like well you know it is hard when you can't you know when you're not certain that all your bills can be paid, or all you can do is pay your bills, and that's it. Like that's not the kind of life I want to live. So while I understand it's hard, I need you to toughen up because I, I, you can't stop working. Like I understand people are like, girl, you don't hear talking your business. <laughs> I am, but at the same time, I'm I'm trying to explain like how drastic life gets, like how like hard and tough and undesirable the relationship is and communication can get when you have a child like there's different parenting styles there's you know different beliefs there's you know there's a lot of things that come to play when you have a baby like a lot of I you know what like I said before I didn't know the type of mother I wanted to be before I got pregnant had I knew that I was going to be the type of woman that didn't want to work while with a young child, I would have made sure the man that I married understood that. Um, had I knew that, um, you know, um, like he just was not going to, like while he was going to be helpful, like, okay, I'll go here. Um, my husband, like, I feel like as far as like a juggler, like doing all the activities, I feel like he could do it by himself. I feel like he could raise the child, like, get her to daycare, go to his job, come home, make sure she's fit, uh, get her a bath, you know, comb her hair. Like, I taught him how to comb her hair, like, when she hardly had any. <laughs> like, he could do it all himself. Like, he made it look extremely easy. Me, on the other hand, I was a mess. Like, I could do, I did all those things, too, but I was tired. Um, I... I feel like I just I was tired it took a lot out of me I don't know why I was tired maybe it was some postpartum I don't I'm not sure but um, I was tired and to tell that man I was tired and he did not see it my way was just like well I'll just die (laughs) you know dramatic but yeah So, I mean, that's when I kind of talked about it very vaguely on another episode when I was like, I complained a lot, but I could have just asked for help. So, I guess one of the things that was happening is like we talked about our issues, but we never discussed the solution. So, advice would be to anyone thinking about a child to have a child. When you discuss things, put your problems out there. But also, both of you need to be trying to come up with a solution. Not just the one that, um you know, works out for one of you. But solutions that, you know, both of you can kind of get on board with. Because like, we can all list our issues all day. But if we don't have a solution, we just know we have problems. And that's it. So we weren't doing that we were not thinking of solutions. We were just, you know, I don't like this and I don't like that. And yes, we don't need this. We need to do that. You know, just complaining, 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 just making everything worse and worse and worse. And so I say all of that, as far as like that being my experience, you know, it just took like a lot of like soul searching and understanding that, you know, early on I was hard to deal with. And, um, you know, and he did try, and even if I, you know, was hormonal, uh, or not, like there was a point to where I did feel like I was normal again, and I did not know how to speak to him or whatnot, and it was, it was just, it was just, it's, it's hard because you guys don't know each other as like parents, and you, you come to the situation with these built-in expectations, like you want. You want your wife to handle you know the family like your mother did and maybe your mother didn't work or maybe your mother did work or you know like you kind of expect her to have that like you you kind of you have to accept your wife for who she is or your baby mother or how, whatever situation is you gotta allow them to be who they are it's not fair for you to bring in these outside expectations to this person like it's not fair You have to allow them to handle the situation as best they can. Um, Women, we have to allow them to help if they want to help. Show them how to help us. Uh, A good question to ask is, how would you like for me to help you? Women, a good answer to have is exactly what you need them to do for you to feel helped. Honestly. Um, What else? It was... Guys, I'm not trying to discourage any babies. Babies are beautiful. They're awesome um, they're great, but um, this ain't for the week. <laughs> Babies are not for the week. Relationships and marriage, like they've told you, like marriage is not for the week. Like, it's tough. Like, your marriage changes every time you add something to the equation. Like, there's an adjustment to be made. Adjustments are hard. Adjustments are hard. Adjustments are hard. Hard, tough, extreme. And like, I can never get in my husband's head and tell you exactly everything that he was feeling. But I do know while researching, like, you know, what happens after a baby, that this is a time when a lot of men cheat. And it's not because they're thinking with their penis, it's because emotionally they don't feel like they're needed. Or it's just, it's like something they're lacking emotionally, according to these, uh, these articles and blogs or whatever. Like it's just the relationship changes so drastically that they really don't feel like their wives care about them anymore. And the poor wife, all she knows is just she's taking care of the child. She's she's doing what she can for the kid. You know, like we have this baby, this baby has needs. You have needs too, but you're an adult. This baby can't help itself, so I'm helping the baby. Easy. But, you know, I can easily say as a woman that I feel like men are um, childish in that aspect to where they get to the point where they feel like uh, the women should do, you know, everything as far as like take care of the child and then figure out how to please them. But even like same sex relationships where there's two women, the woman that did not um, have birth or whatever feels the same way as the man. So it it happens. It it happens. It's like there's no there's no workaround. Like it happens to each and every type of relationship, you know, when a baby is involved. And I think that you know, getting counseling would help even though I still believe you have to experience it to determine where you you know, where what areas you need help in. Like the man has to know that you know this is going to be a lonely journey for you because the attention your wife used to give you you won't get anymore like all the attention you used to get like if she was very attentive like if she had a good memory like if you can count on her to remember what you asked her to do last month if you know she always had your back or she had your meals packed or whatever your dynamic is in your relationship like you can expect all of that to change and you're kind of on your own in that aspect because she only has enough energy to wash her ass and take care of it, baby and yes exactly that um and that's kind of what it it comes down to and um Jillian Michaels has a podcast <laughs> and on hers when she kind of she touched base on it basically because she asked somebody like how how many kids they had and she was just jaw dropped that they had so many kids she's like well how did you do that because she knew how she felt after I think the two that they had I'm not even sure how many children she has but um and she came kind of went into like how hard it is the adjustment when you know the woman and child are bonding and like when you know when do you know the man when does the man get to you know get his life back again or get his wife back again or his mate back again after you know the child gets to a certain age like when is you know good enough and I don't have an answer to it all I know is I always had a sense that he wanted or needed more from me based upon um, the conversations we were able to have but I just always felt like he would understand that i am doing the best i can given like the responsibility like when a baby would cry he would get up too you know some days i was determined to put the baby down and like okay me and you're going to spend some time together and the baby would cry and i'm like no she's gonna have to cry and he would get up and go take care you know and it was like you couldn't win for losing you couldn't so it's it's an extremely tough thing and um, it takes a lot of understanding and it's normal early on for the woman to be extremely, you know, um, opinionated and, you know, um, just hard to deal with when, you know, the man is trying to help with the baby and, you know, try to, you know, show himself, show that he's going to be supportive. And even when the man is trying to be supportive, the baby, especially when they get to the age to where you know they can reach or you know cry well they always they come here crying but when they get to the point to where they can show you which one they prefer you know it's nothing they really can do because my husband to this day will you know try to you know help out and you know go make breakfast for the baby and the baby will straight up say I want mommy to make breakfast <laughs> like she don't like the way he scrambles eggs or something I don't know but she'll say, I want mommy to make breakfast. I want mommy to read the book. I want mommy to give me the bath. I want mommy to put me in a bed. Like, even when they want to help. And the baby sometimes will make a big deal. She'll make a big deal about it. And sometimes I'll be like, look, your daddy can help you too. And it's not right for you not to let him. You know, because I do require my time and my breaks. You know, just like anybody else. And my biggest thing... For you know, for bringing a baby in, I think I said in another podcast that time that Facebook is where time goes to die, and I am here to tell you that that's not true. Babies are where time goes to die. You can have a full list of things that you would like to do, and you might make you might not make it to you know uh, the second thing because something happened, and your baby requires something else and that's bring me to this brings me to some else we were supposed to go me and the baby we were supposed to go to a party now this this kid is turning 3 years old cuz my child will be 3 at the end of February and so i went to the invite the invite cuz we were going to go to see like if she listed like um what the little boy liked and so she did have a list of what he was into and um there was somebody who came to comment <laughs> on whether they were going to show up or not and they put Oh, so, um, so-and-so, whatever the child name was, I'll call him Chucky. Uh, Chucky's nap schedule just recently changed and he'll be asleep right at that time. So we won't be coming. And initially when I read that, I was just like, well, you just, you don't have to go. Or you could have just said we won't make it. But I feel like when she put that excuse up there, it's like she didn't want to go. And she's kind of being mean about it. But I mean, trust me. I absolutely understand. When you have a young child, you know, if you have, like, a a schedule in place, it's important. But also, like, there's gonna be times where there's a schedule in place and life just happens and you're not gonna be able to stick to it. So, if that's, like, a three-year-old or something like that, like, I feel like you just didn't wanna go to the party. But I could be wrong. <laughs> anyway, like, the child is wonderful, you know, she's beautiful and... Also, you kind of bring your experience, like what you experienced as a child. So, for me, my mom, as long as I can remember, she has, she always worked. So, I remember, you know, being, you know, her being dropped off at work or her leaving me at home or, you know, with with family to go to work. And I remember you know, being ripped from her arms and that being the worst thing I experienced because I just wanted to be with my mom and not being able to. I remember that. So, of course, with my child, when it comes to other people watching her or dropping her off at daycare or, you know, not just being, not being able to be with her, like, I am putting my experience on her. Like, she's going to feel the same exact way and that's making, you know, it harder for me to separate myself from her and him he's like everything you know his mom and dad you know they did this certain way and that's how they did it and that was that and it wasn't hard you know and he only has like a one parent perspective on this and so he it's really hard for him to understand like the full dynamic even though both his parents raised him he only knows like one side of it because his mom told me all the time that his dad really didn't help so even though Ra was extremely helpful uh he he kind of had like some skewed expectations as far as what his mama did and what I do, so it was just weird in that aspect, but you know we are here today. we have a soon to be three year old we you know were able to get help because it was necessary, and we survived um and we are here today, and you know we're happy actually we could talk to each other we might not see everything eye to eye but we know how to communicate and find solutions to our issues so i'm just saying like either that pre-baby class or expect to get it after the fact because um there's a lot that goes into it it's not just pushing out a baby and buying it clothes and making sure it has food there's a lot that goes into it and i don't think the 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 man can fully understand what the woman the woman is experiencing and I don't think a lot of women understand like it's not absolutely fair for you to just expect that they roll with the punches and allow you to just do what you have to do for your child like even if you know you guys are financially at the point to where only one of you need to work and he can handle all the bills and stuff like if that's not what he wants to do like it's not fair like, if he never wanted to, like, if he doesn't want to feel like the only one that's working and you're like, well, we don't need two incomes here, so you're going to be the only one working. Like, I feel like if that's not something you guys discussed and actually came to that point, like, I feel like it's kind of unfair, you know? Like, I don't I don't think it's fair. And I know it's plenty, I know it's plenty of people that can comment and say what they would like to say because it's valid and I know there's plenty of people that will say, no, it's the man's job to do thus and so. And I don't disagree with you. But if that's not what your man, the man that you married, decided that's what they wanted to do or whatever, like, because you didn't have this conversation before. See, if y'all would have had this conversation earlier, this is something y'all could have decided and say, hey, well, we're not going to be for each other because I'm definitely not working during pregnancy. And he was like, well, hey, we can't be together because I'm definitely not going to be the only one working after the baby. So, like, if y'all are not having these conversations prior to there being a baby in your womb then uh (laughs) like you can't just I don't feel like it's healthy to just drop these things on your spouse I know there's a lot of women raised out there a certain way and they feel like well the man is this and the man is that well the man is still human and even how it doesn't matter, like how strong he is, how, you know, tough he is and how, you know, much money he makes or what he can work out. Like if you want your family to be to be healthy, these are discussions that need to be had and there needs to be an agreement, an, an agreement. Like there were plenty of days where I just wanted to say, F it, I'm leaving this job, I'm not coming back, He's gonna have to deal with it. But at the bottom of my heart, I knew that wasn't fair. And so I wasn't gonna do him like that. Because even if I was extremely tired, I also loved him. And I didn't want to make anything any harder. And that was that. Fortunately, like, if... One that, you know... (laughs) Right now, um... And, oh, oh, oh. I'm missing a very important part. So, um... I didn't... I didn't, like... When I started to, like, ask to not work, he had just gotten, like, a big promotion. So, it was something we could actually afford to do. And I think I took it personal when he was just like, "Nope, nope, still need to work or whatever. Because I, I personally felt like, okay, like, now is the time. Because, you know, I understand we weren't making that much money before. But now, like... I. It should be easier. Like, here's the opportunity. Like, I can rest. And he just didn't see it that way. So, I do... I did really feel a way about it. And I think... And that was around the time that um, everything kind of got horrible in 2015. To the point to where I had to do something different at the end of 2015. That made for the changes I made in 2016 that brought me to this point. So, yeah. I had to add that. But babies are extremely tough this podcast was I feel like this is like kind of like low and I'm kind of one that wants to be like more you know higher energy or whatever but this is real and if it can help somebody hopefully it you know it's helpful but um at the end of the day I feel like um couples can make it through anything it's just that you have to get your support and um, 9 since out of 10, a mediator that you do not know is best for you. Um, sometimes it's just hard to go talk to a relative because it's biased. You know, they have their opinions. They take the side of the woman. They take the side of the man or whatever. You kind of just want a professional in there to where they're not taking any sides. You know, they're just being completely honest as far as like what's fair and how to look at things. to Like give you different perspectives on how to, you know, approach the situation and I think that's the best thing that anybody can do it's not an insult if your relationship requires counseling it doesn't it doesn't mean that you guys are meant to be it doesn't mean that one of you guys are crazy it just means that you are doing whatever you can to make your relationship work and make it healthy for everyone involved and I think that's a responsible thing to do and um, I encourage it so that is all I have this, this episode as far as I can see when I'm looking at these minutes are, is extremely long so I'm going to have to insert some breaks in here but oh my goodness um, yeah so at the end of this I'll just say thank you for listening this was episode 9 look for me on Mondays or late Sunday nights and goodbye but before I go if you have any questions you may email me at crystalclear.com know you may email me at the crystal clear at gmail.com and because I spell my name different I'll spell it for you that's t-h-e-c-h-r-i-s-t-a-l-c-l-e-a-r at gmail.com all righty have a great week Alright so I am back To do some shout outs I would like to shout out the hashtag Blackout Podcast. I would like to Shout out Rollin' Raw podcast I would like to shout out The Bang That Show I would like to Shout out to Let's see here A Beardo And a Weirdo talk film <laughs> I like that name I would like to shout out All Steak No Sizzle podcast Um, that last episode was awesome I really enjoyed it it was beautiful guys keep it up uh, I would like to shout out on my own alright wait a minute Wait, I messed it up I'm so sorry guys on my grown the podcast Uh, Just Say Words the podcast Um, I would like to shout out Talk It Out I would like to um, Brother to the Night The Baby Boy podcast The Second Shift podcast just in time JNT podcast The Drunken Knights The Podcast Brothers And I think that's it for this time around. Thanks guys.